Welcome to BVRMC Wellness Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Evan Franzmeyer, your host. Today we have an outside guest with us that many of you probably know or know his wife, Darcy, from Diabetic Ed. Uh, I'm very excited to have Alex Gears on today. Uh, how's it going, Alex? Good, good. It's uh, warming up from a couple of the cooler days we had earlier this week. So Yeah, it's great. Um, go ahead and just kind of tell everybody a little bit about you and why you're here, I guess. Yeah, certainly, uh, of course. Uh, so... Uh, I'm Alex Gears. Uh, I said, like uh, Evan pointed out, uh, many of you probably know my wife, Darcy, from uh, Diabetes, uh, Diabetes Education. Uh, but uh, the reason why I'm on here today, I'm a financial advisor with Edward Jones. We're going to kind of cover some, uh, just some basic financial topics uh, as far as kind of rounding that off as being uh, helping out in the financial wellness area. Uh, and a little bit about Darcy and I. So we've been married for uh, eight years now. Uh, she's lovingly put up with me for that long. <laughs> Uh, we have two kids, uh, Brianna is six years old, uh, Cameron's three, and uh, they're enjoying uh, school and uh, adjusting to, obviously, the, the life changes we're all adjusting to this year. So, yeah. And uh, thank you very much for having me on, and I uh, look forward to uh, hopefully uh, bringing some great content. Yeah. So like Alex said, um, we're kind of hitting that spoke of the wellness wheel that we all talk about, the financial well-being. So Alex has been you know, on site in years past and talked about different topics like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of different people come in and talk. So this year we're doing it virtually and we're going to try this podcast route due to COVID. Um, but we're just going to kind of ask some common money questions. Um, and there's just a little disclaimer ahead of time. Everybody's financial situation is different. So um, some of the questions and some of the answers are going to be kind of generic to hit like the whole spectrum. But everybody's financial situation is different. So this one answer might not fit to your financial situation or that kind of thing. So... I think we'll just go ahead and dive in. Um, one of the main questions that we'll start out with is, what does a realistic budget look like? Uh, I know I've, you hear a lot of different things about everybody needs to have a budget and that kind of thing. And I know a pretty common one is like 50% of your budget should go to expenses, 30% to like flex spending, and then 20% to savings. Is that realistic or what, what do you suggest on that? Yeah, that's a good question. So Evan, what I find is that I think that's a really easy breakdown for people to get on board with. It's not so detail oriented where if you do a line item for every expense, which I know, you know, for so many of us that have kids or busy lives and schedules, it can be hard to break that down that uh, that detailed. Uh, But I think the big thing to keep in mind with like that 50, 30, 20 is to really be focused on that 50% really needs to be our needs. So that should include maybe like our mortgage or rent, uh, vehicle payments, but you know, kind of the absolute needs, utilities, lights, utilities. Yeah. yeah, Groceries. Yep. Groceries, the kind of the stuff we absolutely have to have. Uh, the 30% under the flex, that's kind of your dining out. That might be, um, buying clothes, uh, your cell phone. Uh, funny as not, that's not a utility. Uh, you know, there are, they think it is, yeah, some think it is, but, uh, (laughs) It's definitely one of those things you don't want to go overboard on in the in the flex area. And then the 20% savings thing is certainly really important because uh, that's going to include saving for things like retirement. That's going to include saving for our emergency fund and any other maybe additional goals uh, that we have in mind, maybe like a vacation or mm-hmm. saving money for Christmas expenses, those types yeah, of things. For sure. So going along with the savings of that 20%, um, so say we're, we're going to really try to save that 20%. Do 
should we work on that or should we pay off our debt first? Or can we do a combination of the two? Or, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, why am I paying interest on this debt when I'm saving 20%? Should I just take that money and pay off my debt first? Or what do you recommend there? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, with paying down debt, I think it comes down to what type of debt you're paying down. Yeah. And the interest rate you're paying on. So things I like to focus on are maybe high interest credit card debt that we have, if we have any personal existing loans, student loans, things that have interest rates that are typically six, seven, eight, nine percent or above. Those things you probably want to focus on paying down quicker before additional savings and investing beyond an emergency fund, which you always want to have one of those at a kind of a baseline minimum. Um, you know, if you have a really, really low interest rate vehicle loan, uh, really low interest rate mortgage, in those areas, then it may make more sense to be saving and investing where the time value of money and opportunity costs is generally in your favor over time. Yeah. So like, for example, I know, you know, COVID has caused quite a few really low interest rates. Mm -hmm. Um, I know here in the last six months with COVID, I've refinanced my house and my car and, you know, you're getting them down to these like historically low interest rates. Um, so in that situation, maybe, you know, maybe paying more towards the savings would be what you're recommending. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So let's say your mortgage, if you were been able to refinance and maybe you're at 3%, maybe even lower to something. Um, and you can invest that. I know at the hospital, you've got the 457 plan available. Maybe if, uh, if you're married and have a spouse has a 401k, simple IRA, or any other you know vehicle out there, you could invest it in a good mix of investments and even very conservatively maybe make five six percent, which is better than the two and a half three percent mortgage that you have. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with like an auto vehicle. Yeah. So if the interest rate that you're on, you know the interest rate's fairly low, but you have opportunity cost to invest that money and get a better return, I would I'd probably steer somebody that way. Yeah. I know, so I think you've brought this up a couple times already, but emergency fund, um, should we have it? If so, how much? I think everybody knows they should put some money away just in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. You need new tires or an appliance goes out or medical yeah, expense. or water heater. I yeah. mean, um, you know, this year my uh, my AC condenser and my pickup stopped working and Perfect. that cost uh, just about $1,000 to, to fix. So, yeah, you never know when those little expenses are, are going to pop up. Yeah, so what do you, I mean, is there like a, you know, a one month worth of expenses you should put away or how much do you think we should have in our emergency fund? Yeah, so I think this year is a good way to to kind of think of, okay, what happens if I do have a major transition because a lot of us have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to shoot for three months of living expenses. I think that that's a good baseline to start at. Uh, and I say living expenses, not necessarily your salary put away. I know there's different varying thoughts on that, but I find expenses are the things that you're going to pay for. So if you do have a job change or an income shift, you know, you've got three months set aside um, kind of as a good base yeah, to take cushion care of to get things figured out. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you, I mean, I know with some of our spouses maybe being in agriculture or maybe you're in a uh, profession, let's say sales, where some of your re- your revenues may decline and yeah. you might have inconsistencies, you may want to have a little bit higher of an amount set aside versus sure. you know uh, you know if we have a career that's very stable where we don't have as much of an earnings fluctuation. So I think three months is a great place to start, 
and a little higher if, you know, I said our, our incomes might uh, adjust more from there. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, one of the next questions I have here is paying off some, some debt. So would you recommend paying off the loan that has the highest interest rate or maybe paying off some of the ones that have the smaller balance? I know I think it's a Dave Ramsey strategy mm-hmm. and I've heard yeah. that a lot by people. Um, so say, for example, you have loan A at 10% interest and it's $10,000 or you have loan B that's 500 bucks and it's at 6% interest or whatever. Yeah. Um, is there a preference or a recommendation on which one to pay off first? Yeah, I think that's personal preference. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about the idea of paying off the small one first and then just having it out of the way. And it's, yeah. it's one less thing to have to worry about, yeah. one less place your money's going. Uh, now, if there's a huge difference in that interest rate, maybe you have one that's 5%, but you have one that's you know, 21%, yeah, card, you have a very yeah. high credit card. You might want to chip as much money away towards that really high interest rate loan. Uh, but I really think that comes down to just what someone's preference is. Yeah. Uh, but if there is a fairly small one that you can just check off, have one thing done, I think that kind of gives you a sense of accomplishment and something to build on that I kind of think puts you in the, the mindset that you're you're winning yeah. at getting that debt tackled. So yeah. um, personal preference, certainly, but... Um, any way that you're making progress on paying down debt is going to be yeah. be good. So yeah, common sense to me says pay off the higher interest rate. That seems smart, but I do agree with like the accomplishment thing. Like you get you know loan B checked off, like well, heck, I can do this. I won that one. I can get the next one paid off. You know, exactly. you're more motivated. I I see anyway. You're more motivated to get the next one paid off and the next one and you know correct. You know, like you said, yeah. either way is good. Um. So how about talking about the credit card thing a little bit? Are credit cards good, bad? Um, I know I'm a big points guy. I use my credit card for everything. I don't mm-hmm. use my debit card hardly at all because yep. I like the points. Um, but any tips or tricks on credit cards that you have? Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of the same way. I'm a big points person with credit cards. Uh, so I rarely use uh, a debit card myself. Uh, plus, there's a lot of uh, advantages for using a credit card when it comes down to your security. Yeah. If you know something's stolen, uh, yeah. there's a lot of protections that credit card companies afford you. So I think that that's a big advantage. Uh, the other thing too with credit cards is they're not necessarily bad. The key being though, is if you do use one, making sure to pay off the full balance mm-hmm. every month. Yeah. And uh, credit card companies have made it easier where you can just set up to have it basically on auto pay, yeah. It takes out your entire balance. Uh, so I think that's really good. Uh, however, if we're in a position where when we have a credit card, we're not paying attention to how much we're spending, uh, and we're not making that full payment on time, then you definitely do not want to yeah. have a credit card. Because uh, most credit cards are 19, I don't know, I could be wrong, it's 19, 20%. Yeah, I mean, you'll get varying rates depending on, you know, a lot of them ha- will have kind of a uh, initial rate as kind of a, a way to get you to sign up for it, where maybe it's 0%, but it may be 4, 5, 6, 7, yep. eventually jumping into the high teens uh, and yeah. potentially into the, the low 20s. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you don't have to have much of a balance to pay a huge no. sum of interest. So I said, it totally depends on the credit card side, but I think there's a lot of advantages to them, but you just have to be conscious of how much money you're spending and making sure that you pay the balance in full. 
because um, yeah. it's so easy to just swipe the card. You don't even realize how much you're putting on there. Yep. I know nowadays with smartphones, like with my credit card anyway, it has an app. I can pull, oh, yeah. I can pull the yeah. app up right on my phone and see what my balance is. See, I can even see my reward points, mm-hmm. and I can take those points off and pay them right towards my balance if I want. I have it set up with my bank account, like kind of like an auto pay thing, like you yep. said. Yep. Or I don't have it automatically come out, but I can literally two clicks on my phone and it pays for it. Yeah. So I could go to a store, swipe my credit card, pull, leave the store, open up the app, pay for it through my bank account. So it's just taken care of, you know, pretty quickly. And I'm getting points, you know, 1% or 5% or whatever your credit card is back on that. Yeah, and that's that's a huge advantage. I mean, it's so easy to pay for that now on the credit card side where you could almost, if, you want, if you're if you used to balancing a checkbook or something of that nature, you could once a week sit down for mm-hmm. 30 minutes, make sure you've got all your bills paid out of your credit card and, yeah. and line it up with what your checking account register shows yeah. and kind of keep it the same. But then, yes, you're getting that advantage of getting points, whether it's for you know travel or cash back. Yeah. A great example that I've seen is you know, there's, um, Amazon's come out with one, Walmart, I believe. I know Target has one, but anything you spend at these merchants, you get 5% yep. cash back, which for a lot of us, I know we're doing the online Amazon yep. shopping. We're maybe picking up groceries at Walmart. Yep. I mean, hey, if you get 5% back every time, course, you, yeah. every time you use it, yeah. um, it's a huge, huge benefit. You have four in your family. I have three in my family. Like, yeah. A grocery bill is... 200 bucks a month easily. Yeah, easily. I mean, yeah. if 5% every time on that, that's... 10 bucks. That adds yep. up yeah. in a hurry. I mean, if you think about that, I'm just thinking between what we spend personally on Amazon, Walmart, and Target, we probably easily spend... I'm ballparking at least $1,000 a month yeah. in all the expenses we yeah. have from those those places. Yeah. And if you're getting 5% back over the course of the yeah. year on $12,000, it's $600. Yeah, free 600 bucks. Yeah, free yeah. 600 bucks. So yeah. um, once again, though, I mean, it's really important to make sure that we're paying the balance yes. in full. Because you're getting 600 bucks, but you have 20% interest for yeah. it's wasting. It's exactly. We're, we're going in reverse at that point. Yeah. So, But I think there's a lot of advantages to them. It's just we got to be smart about them um, mm-hmm. and make sure that we're not uh, letting the carry balance continue. Yeah. So we probably should start wrapping this up just a little bit, but um, kind of one big scenario that's, I think, affected pretty much everybody in America or mm-hmm. the whole world is COVID. Yep. Um, so with that, I know there's some people that have like some financial struggles with COVID. Maybe they were laid off work or their spouse was laid off work or maybe they had COVID and there's more medical expenses or schools were shut down so your kids were home or your daycare was closed, or, I mean, there's a hundred variables. Yeah. Um, but I know with, with, uh, COVID, there's a lot of financial stress as well. Um, maybe your employer didn't have PPE or Mm -hmm. or the payroll protection program, you know? Um, I don't know, I guess, do you have any tips on COVID or how to kind of get bounced back from COVID or? Yeah. Or is that where the emergency fund comes in, you know, something like that happens? Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be great if we had the emergency fund set up before then, but I know for a lot of people, uh, this is kind of reactive time right now. So I think a couple of things you can do. One is with your employer, if you're having difficulties, like on the childcare side, see if you can set up a flexible work arrangement. And I know a lot of times that maybe hasn't been available in the past, but maybe if you can work in the evening while another spouse is able to yep. watch them, or if grandma and grandpa can watch kids while it maybe can work in the evening or on the weekends. Um, I think that that's one thing you can try to approach are, yeah. your employer about. 
Um, you know, another thing too is considering, you know, if there's a different uh, part-time job that you can look for. Uh, there's lots of places that are hiring. Uh, that uh, maybe a different line of work than you're yeah. used to, but there might be some opportunities out there that you can uh, can create. Also, I think another big thing is looking at maybe not what we think of as typical jobs, but if we have a certain skill set, maybe use it to do um, maybe like if you're good at playing the piano, you can do piano lessons. Uh, yep. If you're good at the guitar, guitar lessons. If yep. you're maybe if you're a bookkeeper, maybe you can do accounting. I yeah. mean, there's all kinds of things that you can look for um, with technology, especially online mm -hmm. and for gig work or those types yeah. of things. Uh, so I would check those things out. Uh, don't hesitate to lean on family. Um, you know, parents, grandparents can help you out. I think it's certainly worth looking into. I know that's not the situation for everybody, but, um, you know, there's, there's always trying to see what family resources might be able to help you out with. Um, and then another thing I think you can look into is if we're having problem paying mortgages, utilities, et cetera, there's a lot of plans in place right now for mortgage deferment of payments. Um, utility companies might be willing to work with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Verizons, AT&Ts of the world might be able to work with you in some ways. So I think it's important that you just reach out and make an effort with the uh, places maybe you have regular reoccurring bills that are going to be due. Just see if you can't work something out if you are you know yeah. a little financially strapped right now. I I'm glad you brought that up because I have seen a lot of even commercials on TV of you know their advertisements trying to sell you something, but they're like mm -hmm. if you you know due to COVID if you're having financial struggles you know they have plans and a lot of companies have plans in place of different ways to kind of help you out during this time. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I I say I know it's certainly a tough time and it's never easy to be vulnerable about as things as as big as financial pieces, but, you know, certainly have the conversations with close loved ones, you know, that I know that my family is always going to be willing to help us out if we ever need For it. Sure. And I think yep. that's how most families are. You know, um, if they can do something, they're always going to want to. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to throw in there before we wrap this up? No, just uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I think this is a big, uh, a big piece, the financial wellness. Uh, it goes right along with things, you know, that uh, you're working in with, you know, obviously there's health and fitness aspect of it, yeah. our physical body, financial wellness, uh, and there's a emotional lot of other stuff. really emotional yeah. stuff that uh, I think has been big in 2020. So I appreciate you having me on and uh, being a big part of this. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Alex. I appreciate you being on. A lot of good information. Um, if you would have any like specific questions, um, feel free to reach out to me. I can get you Alex's contact or reach out to Darcy either way. Um, and then I guess just look forward to more guests here in the future on uh, future episodes of the podcast. Thanks again for joining Alex. Great. Thanks, Evan.